At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin our number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here coming at you. Again, a lot of news and notes in the NFL as we get down to the Final Four in the NFL, we've seen some significant line moves here, certainly in the Chiefs in the Bengals game. We all understand why, with uh, Patrick Mahomes potentially limited. Uh, very quickly, I want to give you the pro tip for hour number one before we get in with Frank Schwab here. It really is comes to us from the NHL. And we've seen some teams early on that have had pretty good road success. But keep in mind, home ice is not worth quite as much as you see in home courts, uh, certainly in college basketball or the NBA or the NFL. So it feels like here... We talked about it with the Vegas Knights tonight out there in Jersey against a good Devils team. Sometimes that home ice might be a little bit overblown. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing that you got to remember in hockey is the one advantage of being at home is the last change. Right. And other than that, you know, you kind of go out there and make sure your goaltender plays well. That's what you're hoping for. Yeah. So, again, take advantage of some of those situations when you get the best of the numbers here for some of those uh, road teams, maybe like the Golden Knights tonight. That was the pro tip for hour number one. Again, you have access as a VEASAN Pro subscriber to up to 20 of those a day across the VEASAN spectrum. When you go to VEASAN.com, you can sort those out by show and or by sport. Let's bring in Frank Schwab, covers the NFL and sports betting for Yahoo Sports. Always great to catch up with uh, Frank Schwab. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Yahoo Schwab. And Frank, it was funny because you and I were, were uh, on Twitter the last couple of days and you see the the way people jump one game to the next of, you know, we got to throw out all these coaches and then we got to, you know, these guys that now all of a sudden don't know what they're doing. 
What's your biggest takeaway when you see the Bills season end prematurely, at least in their eyes? And certainly I know Cowboy backers are, are wringing their hands today with, with Dak Prescott and what they saw in Big D. Maybe not so much with the Giants. Maybe that was kind of like, all right, they, they got as far as they could go, right? But what was your biggest, biggest takeaway from those, uh, those Sunday games? Yeah, I, I mean, if we're talking about the eliminated teams, the Bills, such a rough way to end the season. I mean, they came in Super Bowl favorite, all lined up for them. Look, Josh Allen's cap hit goes from, I believe, at $16 million to about $39 million ooh, next year. Ooh. Keeps going up after that. So, you know, the obvious glaring thing they need is somebody other than Stephon Diggs in that offense. Well, it's going to be hard to afford one. It's going to be hard to find one. You're drafting at the end of the first round, too. So that's not easy. I, I just think this Bills team was very good, ran up against a, a hot Bengals team that got up on them early, really just took it to them. Probably was a better team by the end of the year. Just disappointing the way to, the Bills season ended. I'm not saying their Super Bowl window's closed or anything, but this was clearly their best chance. Uh, not to say they won't have other chances. Maybe they knocked on the door in future years, but this was their best chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, Couldn't get it done. Very disappointing for them. I would agree with you, Frank. And the one thing that surprised me a little bit towards the end of the season was they just looked like they were not that competitive. Not at the level we saw in the first seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten weeks of the season. I mean, that game at home. I don't know if you felt this way, but David and I mentioned this yesterday. It was 14 nothing, and it felt like it was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I was sitting there like, you know, I was on the Bengals. I was on the Bengals plus six, and I was like, I, I, you know, you don't want to jinx it, but I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, there's no way the Bills are going to win this game. Like, <laughs> yeah. they just looked – it was weird because the Bills looked like they were playing on an ice rink, well, whereas the Bengals looked like they weren't affected by the snow at all. Yeah. I, I just didn't get it. Like, and all props to the Bengals. Bengals are a good football team. They really are. We saw that. But it was shocking the way. Look, if you lose on a last second Evan McPherson field goal, whatever that that happens. Two good teams, playoffs. But to be that uncompetitive in a playoff game uh, at home, really, really disappointing. Yeah, and I'm with you guys. I, I felt the same way. I was on the Bengals too, and I thought this almost feels too easy. Like, what what am I missing here? But yeah, the Bills uh, to be a no show in that game was the big surprise. Now you flip the script here as they get that 17 point win in Orchard Park as six point dogs, and they're going to go on the road here against Patrick Mahomes and. No matter what Andy Reid says, we know how compromised Patrick Mahomes looks. None of us are doctors. We understand that. But we don't know really what to expect from 15. And that's why we're seeing this drastic line move here from the Chiefs being a small favorite to now being two-point dogs. Frank, what do you make of this numbers move? And and how – we know Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose as a home dog, and he's not a home dog very often. But we also know, we also know this is probably not the same guy we're used to with that compromised leg. Yeah, and I mean, you say not often. It's unless unless my research is wrong. One time, that's one it. time in Patrick Mahomes' career, he's been a home dog. That was against the Bills in the regular season. They lost that game, but as a dog, period, Patrick Mahomes does really well. And I just wonder if the pendulum swung too far. How much we don't like Patrick Mahomes has played on this injury before. Played well. It was a couple years ago against the Raiders early in the year. I, I don't know. I just think that uh, how many points is. Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury worth. It's not like Chad Henney starting in this game. Patrick Mahomes is still going to be out there. Is this, if Patrick Mahomes is fully healthy, it's probably, what, Chiefs minus two and a half? Yep. Are we saying that it's worth four and a half, five points that he's hobbled a little bit? I just think it's gone too far. I'm surprised the line keeps moving. I'm surprised the money keeps pouring in on the Bengals. This is still Patrick Mahomes. It's still Andy Reid. It's still Arrowhead Stadium. Very good Chiefs team that has some revenge on its mind. They've lost three in a row, and the Bengals have been chirping about that a little bit. I I, I just think it's it's way too much. If but this was a pick 'em, if this was Chiefs minus one, like it, it opened, or you know Chiefs minus one and a half, whatever it was, 
I, it might give me some pause, but now I'm just like, look, if you're going to give me Patrick Mahomes with a few points at home, I, I almost have to take it almost reflexively. It's what, what I talked about earlier with them all here, Frank, too. Like, he is playing the game. Like, you would see a line move if he wasn't playing. But, but like, that's that's the stunning part to me, Frank, right? It's like, we know he's going to go. We saw it last week. He was hobbled and yet still figured out a way to finish that game. You got to think with one week, the you know, I, I got to think he's better, right? Like, what are we missing here with this line move? I, I he's a tough dude. He's a tough guy. He's, he's going to play, and I think he's going to play well. He's one of those competitors who... Look, we've, we've seen it before. Favre has done it famously over the years. We've seen, we've seen it a million times. A great competitor, hobbled a little bit, just has that hyper-focus, flu game, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Mahomes is going to be pretty good in this game. I can't lie. Completely agree with your summation there. I said that before you came on the show. I said, it's fine. Mahomes will be fine. They're going to win this game. I'm going to take this number at the plus two, two and a half. I'll take the money line, actually. I, I just think... This is unbelievable. When you look at what this team's been able to do over the last half a dozen years, it's an overreaction to a performance by Cincinnati against the the uh, Bills and then, of course, a few of the wins that they've had against Kansas City. want to shift to the NFC real quickly here. First of all, I don't know what kind of drugs Nick Sirianni is on comparing Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan. I thought he was referring to the actor when I realized when he said Michael <laughs> Jordan. So, you know, that's fair. Both have had pretty solid careers. Nobody's a superstar, but good. Um, what do you make of this matchup? This is a tough one. I, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that San Francisco defense is so good. I think we're getting into the point of this is the 2002 Buccaneers, 2000 Ravens, uh, 1990 New York Giants, those defenses that carry their team to a championship. I think the 49ers are getting into that tier. They're, they're just nasty on defense. It seemed like the Cowboys, who I was on, I, we talked about it last week, every, every snap for the Cowboys had to be some trick play just to get three yards, like some misdirection, some, if they just lined up and ran it, they were just getting nothing. Really, really playing well. But this Eagles team, look, said it last week, I'll say it again. 15-1 and with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback. Like, what? Do we, why would we dismiss them at this point? This is a really good Eagles team. They're at home. They don't have any weaknesses, I don't think. Brock Purdy, like, I hate to keep moving the goalposts with Brock Purdy, right? Like, oh, this week he's got to beat the Cowboys. Oh, this week he's got to go on a road and do it. I hate that. I don't really like that. But it's true. This is going to be the toughest matchup of his career just based on the venue. Those Philly fans are nasty. So I think that I, I like the I, I like the Eagles here. Maybe I'm wish casting a little bit because I got a lot of Eagles futures for NFC and for Super Bowl. But I just think that this team is, is – it was weird how they got no buzz late in the year. Everybody wanted to talk about somebody else, whereas the Eagles, they lost one game with Jalen Hurts, and that game was even tainted because of a blatant missed face mask on Dallas Goddard. They lost two games with with Gardner Minshew late in the season. Who cares? They're still the best team in football from week one on. And I, I think if I had to, you know, I, I don't know yet if I'm going to pick that, but I think they handle business at home. My my one concern is because I'm with you guys. I feel like the Eagles would be the right side here. Is I you know the second half of the Giants game feels like it was never even played. Like they just quit oh. at halftime. And, and you know you look at Hertz's numbers. You know he only threw for 154. He had the two touchdowns, no picks. His QBR was great. You know 112. But against the number one rush defense, as you mentioned, Frank, in the Niners, you would think they're going to try to take away, D'Amico Ryan's going to try to take away that run, and that would put it in Jalen Hurts' arm, and he's got weapons on the outside. Is is that the style of game we're going to see? Are we going to see points in this game that Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw it because they won't be able to run it? Oh, I don't think you're going to see a lot of points. I mean, these two defenses are really, really good. I think that uh, one key factor for the Eagles, and we didn't talk about enough, Dallas Goddard coming back. Yep. I just talked about him. Got hurt on that face mask penalty. 
he is, look, he's not A.J. Brown, he's not Devontae Smith, but when it's third and five, when they're in the red zone, that's what Jalen Hurts is looking for because he knows that's a reliable tight end. I think the Dallas Goddard has a big game here. He's a big factor in that passing game. The Eagles can beat you either way. They could run for 200 yards. They could throw for 300 yards. This has just been going on for them all season. Sirianni's a good enough coach, and he has enough talent at his disposal to say, oh, you're going to take away to run? We don't care. We'll pass it on you. What, what do you want? Pick your poison here. I think the Eagles can win anyway, and I think at this point, I don't doubt Jalen Hurts. I, I, I think that if he has to throw for – he's probably not going to throw for 300 on that defense, but 200 with a, a touchdown, a couple big plays downfield, I think he could do it. I love the way you summarize the options they have there, even if the running game gets shut down by the number two run defense in San Francisco. Uh, quickly, I want to ask you about Dallas. We talked about this yesterday. Dak Prescott, to me, he kind of showed, like, look, they've got immense talent. This team's good enough to win a Super Bowl, but they're void at the one position, which is quarterback. Um, do you stick with this guy? What do you do if you're Dallas? Because, to me, I didn't like him when they signed him long-term. I said he's not the guy, and I thought the franchise tag the first year was the prudent move. Uh, is there any way you go here if you're the Cowboys? I still like Dak. I think that, look, there's five guys on this planet who just are, mm-hmm. are above everybody else. Burrow, Allen, Holmes, you know, those guys. I think Dak is comfortably in that second tier where you can win with him if you put a good team around him. They didn't really have a – Michael Gallup really wasn't a good number two running a receiver. Ezekiel Elliott, they played him too much as their second running back. I think, I think Dak's going to be just fine. I think Cowboys will be good too. Yep, I'm with you, Frank. I'm kind of in that same camp as well. I, I certainly don't. You know, you're hearing all the crazy rumors that you're going to get in the offseason, but I don't think it's time to cut bait from four or Big Mike. Uh, Frank, appreciate it. Check him out. Yahoo Schwab at Yahoo Sports uh, does a great job covering the NFL. When we come back, we'll dip our toe back into some college basketball mall. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on these. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest games, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. So visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's VSIN slash subscribe great having frank schwab uh, join us in the last segment from yahoo sports gonna have tim doyle join us in the next segment to talk all things college basketball and nba as well uh very quickly we talked about the sides of those games the line moves certainly with the bengals and you know frank alluded to maybe we're not going to see a whole lot of points maybe in that nfc title game but you do start to look at that number at what 45 and a half feels high to me. That's by the way, exactly where the number was last week between the Cowboys and Niners never sniffed that with only 29 total yeah. points scored. But I, I do look at it and I go, well, the one thing the Cowboys were not able to do is they couldn't make big plays down the field. Even though CD lamb had over hundred yards receiving when you got AJ Brown and you get, got Devonta Smith and you know, Frank mentioned Dallas Goddard. I wonder if this becomes a Jalen hurts throw game because we know the Niners is the number one rush defense, and maybe that total comes into play a little bit. And Brock Purdy, he was not great last week. He was good enough. He's going to have to be better if the Niners are going to get a, a road win here. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, th- I thought he was solid. Um, you know, he did what they needed him to yep. do. The one thing, though, they've got to run the ball more effectively than they did against Dallas. Um, if they can't do that, I think they're going to be in trouble because I don't know if they're going to be able to slow down this team offensively. When you look at the three remaining teams outside of San Francisco, all of them have better offenses than the 49ers, Yep. particularly with the quarterback position, and that's going to be crucial. San Francisco is going to play a team in Philly that can throw the ball, potentially Kansas City or uh, Cincinnati. They can all throw the ball effectively. We know the Niners' defense has been great against the run, but can you shut down the passing game? When you look back at the Dallas game, Dak Prescott missed that throw to uh, Michael Gallup. Thank you. Yep. And then the one to CeeDee Lamb, if the ball's put out in front, Lamb might have been running to the house. I'm with you. And again, that's why I look at those totals. And the other game here, the Bengals and the in the 49ers, excuse me, and the Chiefs, is 46. So we saw four dead unders. Maybe the Chiefs-Jaguars game had a chance to go over there. That was the highest scoring one of the, of the weekend, but still stayed under the total. Are you surprised that I know people, the public likes to bet overs. Yeah. Is that why these are staying at 45 and a half and 46? Because I, I would think you would think the Eagle Niner game might be around a 43, 44. Um, you know, to me, I think you got to give the Philly offense some credit. I mean, who's really slowed them down this year? This team was, you know, the only reason they didn't score 50 in that game against the Giants. Didn't need they to. Didn't, it's exactly right. Right. Uh, it was one of those situations where they were kind of waving the flag and saying, all right, you know, we beat you like we did in, uh, you know, East Rutherford earlier this year. Do they still play? It's in East Rutherford, isn't it? It is. Yeah. The um, the Giants and the Jets yeah. play in New Jersey. 
Yeah. But why don't they switch the team name? Like, for those that are not old like me, the Jets used to play at Shea Stadium yep. back where the Mets played. That's in New York City, right? Once you move out to the Meadowlands, you're in Jersey. Yeah. You're not in New York City, but we don't switch the team name. You're absolutely right. And, um, you know, to me, this team can really move the ball. They're effective offensively. Uh, this would be a fun game. I'm actually glad it's the earlier game. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking looking forward to seeing this game. I, I think to me, you know, I, I'm probably leaving out a couple of good years, but this is about as good of a f- group of four teams we have remaining that yeah. we've had in a while. Yeah. And, and it's reflected in the numbers, right? That it's so close to for the, pick your Super Bowl champion, right? You're not getting, you're going to get everybody's over $2 and nobody's over 4 have I you, mean, it's right in that window of 2 to $4. Have you seen the Super Bowl lines? The the uh, goods? No. yeah for they're for, like all one and two yeah uh, I mean yeah. I mean if these games are in that range it's hard to imagine I mean what would be the biggest spread so, they're really all going to be around two and a half no more than that anyway so right. Philly, Philly's won against both AFC teams and the AFC teams are minus two against San Francisco okay I mean it's it's these are coin flip games like we talk yeah. about this a lot right we're yes we understand that the Chiefs now are getting two at home pick the winner. Like, find the winner. That's what you're really trying to do here. Two and a half with the Eagles against the Niners. If you like the Niners, I would tell you to play the money line because you're going to get extract a little bit more value there, right? Sure. Could it fall one? Yes. But more than likely, if you've identified the winner this weekend, you're going to be in the same situation come Super Bowl time. You're just not going to get a field goal plus, it doesn't feel like. I, I tend to agree with you, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I to me, I think you can make an argument for every one of these teams, and if you have your reason for betting them, go right ahead. I don't think there should be any fear there. You know, San Francisco's got a dynamic running game, even though it was slowed down by Dallas. You still have McCaffrey. Debo Samuel had the worst game I can remember during his tenure in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. George Kittle made plays, but the other two guys that I mentioned are always capable of making plays. Then you look at, of course, this Philadelphia team offensively. Hurts, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, all these guys, Dallas Goddard. Kansas City, we all know the familiar faces. Cincinnati, same thing. Burrow, Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. T. Higgins. I mean, these guys, I mean, Joe Mixon's quietly put together some very, very nice games for the Bengals. So lots of uh, te- lots of strengths on all these teams here. You, one thing in the AFC title game that might be reversed a little bit is normally, and, and the Bengals did this to perfection last year on their way to winning. They had, remember, they were down big, and they had the big, long drives in the second half that really kept Patrick Mahomes off the field. Because I feel like they felt like that's Tyreek Hill was still there, that they had the inferior offense. I don't think that's the case this year. I actually think if there's a team that would want to limit possessions, it might be the Chiefs, ironically. That they would say, you know what? That might be the best triumphant of wide receivers in the NFL that Joe Burrow has. And we saw Mixon go for over 100 against the Bills last week. Like maybe if there's a team that would want to limit possessions, ironically, it would be Kansas City. Yeah, by the way, I would think Philly's got the best trio of receivers in the league. You take those over the Bengals. Well, I mean, A.J. Well, Brown, you're, you're counting in Goddard as a receiver. I, I'm talking I, about Hell, I don't care who the number three receiver is. Yeah, I'd take Devontae Smith and A.J. <laughs> Brown. I'm good. Right. No, <laughs> but I'm saying, it could be me at wide receiver. I'm slower than molasses. <laughs> I'd take the, the I three couldn't catch Bengals a beach receivers. ball, but, you know, I, I, I take the, the same thing, Dave, like Quez Watkins? Like, <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, no, nah, those guys, he's not as good as the Bengals. It doesn't matter, dude. Well, it, it could be a traffic cone out there. They're fine. Well, you know, Spe- your best two. Speaking of that real quick, though, I, I just there's one prop bet I'm looking at that I might be playing this week. I think I'm going to play Devontae Smith over on his yardage just because I'm thinking about this from the Belichickian side of things, right? Okay. If you're the Niners, 
though I think with how good your defense is, just don't get burnt by that A.J. Brown deep ball, right? And I think they're going to be doing everything to take that away. So I think if you're shading coverage more over to him, I think it opens up some opportunities for Devontae Smith this week. Uh, and he, I mean, he's had big games here in all these games that have mattered these last four or five weeks. I really got over 100 yards uh, in what? He's gone over 100 yards. Over, he's got six catches, 61 in that Giants game. It was over 100 yards, four games in a row, uh, ending that season before that me- kind of meaningless Giants game at the end. Yeah, I think that's a, a smart play because you do think that they're going to try to take away A.J. Brown, but D'Amico Ryan's first and foremost going to stop the run. That's what they do. Their number one goal every week, and they did it to the Cowboys last week, is stop the run first. So I would think that's D'Amico Ryan's game plan, and then you get after it with Nick Bosa on the edge and try to create havoc that way. But, yeah, for, to Kelly's point there, if you're looking for a number two receiver, and uh, no disrespect to the, to the Eagles, they don't have as good a three receivers as the Bengals, but they have as good a top two, certainly, as anybody in the league. Devontae, that might be, a good, it might be a prudent play to play Smith instead of playing A.J. Brown. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith, his ability run after catch – A.J. Brown's a fast guy, but you don't really see him. No, you think him muscle. You yeah, think exactly. boxing you out a little yeah. bit, yeah. physicality. Smith is the burner, right? He's the guy who's slight, a little bit smaller. And, again, this is going to be where you get into those matchups. Like, there were plays to be made in the pass game that Dak Prescott did not make. So the question will be, uh, can those be made by Jalen Hurts? If he's healthy, and, again, you really didn't get to see it against the Giants. Right? He had the one big play in the first drive of the game where he threw the ball down the field about 30, 40 yards. You went, okay, look good. But really, he wasn't tested. Yeah. So this will be the biggest test for healthy Jalen Hurts. I, I think everybody's forgotten that now because you go, well, 38-7, they just rolled over the G-man. He's fine. He really wasn't put in a predicament that I think the Niners defense could put him in this weekend. tend to agree with you there. And, I mean, you know, that was an easy 38 by Philly. Right? I mean, the, would they have 28 at the break? Exactly. And look, you know, Gainwell's getting you 112 with 12 carries. You're not really needing to push the ball down the field. I don't think it's going to come as easy. Clearly, it's not going to come as easy against the number one rush defense. So if it becomes a Jalen Hurts pass first game, that's where it's going to be interesting to me to see Nick Sirianni against D'Amico Ryans. And we all think D'Amico Ryans is headed for greener pastures as a head coach in the league next year. Yeah, uh, no question about that. You know, he did a nice job. 11 carries, take away the 35-yard touchdown run there. You still wind up with a really nice situation overall. Still 11 carries for 77 yards, so 7 yards per carry average. Uh, Did a nice job. But Devontae Smith didn't have a spectacular game. I I think he'll play well in this one. Looking forward to this matchup. Should be a good one. And again, if you're into that teaser market here, while they're still there, because right now we don't believe that these numbers are going to get to three. They could. But when you're seeing two and a halfs out there, if you want to back the dogs in a six-point tease, you can get eight, eight and a half right now. Currently, if you want to back the, the home standing Chiefs, you imagine that? Patrick Mahomes over a touchdown at home, and then the Niners on the road getting eight and a half. Might not be a bad way to go. Absolutely. So, again, if you're a teaser player, let's see if those teaser numbers stay out there. Come on back. Tim Doyle from CBS Sports talking all things basketball next here on Big Bets. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com. Check the current betting splits data. 
Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Rolling on here from South Point Casino and Hotel, Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you. Let's talk all things hoops with our guy, Timmy D. Tim Doyle from CBS Sports and NBA TV. You can follow Timmy as I do. Oh, my God. At Tim Doyle, double zero. The number has been retired by Northwestern. It's now the mascot's number. Tim, what's going on, A, with the hair, and B, with the biceps? So, I'm in Toledo, Ohio which uh, shouts out to Rudy's Hot Dog. I went there today. It's like a smorgasbord of food. Like uh, <laughs> It's like Katz's Deli meets the Midwest. Um, that's my game. I got Ohio. No, I don't. Uh, you got Eastern uh, Michigan and Eastern Michigan. <laughs> Toledo. Sorry, Toledo plays Eastern Michigan. You know, I always get on air and I go, who's playing? Where am I? Like, I don't even know what's going on. Well, actually, I'm in Ohio somewhere. I'm at a hotel. Whenever you walk into the hotel, people are just smoking in the lobby. Not really sure it's a great hotel. It's like you're not really supposed to be smoking anymore. So uh, got down here, started lifting them all, started doing some of the Amal workout, you know, looking at some of my five dime and ten dime plays for tonight. And then Beeson called and I went, oh, I got to do this interview. <laughs> Can we get the, are we on a delay? Can we get the 10 Better hope so. All I know, hit that I know button. Timmy, you have no idea how much I appreciate you dropping that bomb. That's a strength in my case. Um, <laughs> but uh, by the way, Tim, you better have, you always bring good material on this show. You're going to need some material for this game you got tonight. The overnight line was 19 on Toledo. It went to 21. Wolf. Imani Bates, by the way, the over-under on number of turnaround three-point jump shots by Imani Bates tonight that are terrible shots is at least two and a half. This guy does not know what the word shot selection means. Holy cow. And by the way, who's coaching there? Stan Heath? Ask him to mix in a timeout once or twice when they're down by 25 <laughs> on a run when they're getting outscored 14 to 2. I didn't know this was going to be a therapy session with Eastern Michigan and a ball. <laughs> oh, these guys. No. Um, yeah, this was one of those games where, you know, Toledo scores a lot of points. They're a team that could put up 90 in a game. And I think this is going to be a game that has the potential to be like 100 to 85. Wink, wink. I think you know what that means. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I see a lot of points in that game. Uh, not, oh, is there a total out there? 165 and a half. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, that's what I like to say. The more, the merrier. You know, Amal, the first time I met Dave Ross was in the winter. <laughs> and I asked him, I said, what are you doing for. Uh, New Year's. He goes, I got no plans, right? He goes, I said, why don't you come on over to my buddy's place? So I was running a little bit late. Go ahead, Dave. You can tell the rest of the story. No, that's exactly right. And I show up at this place that I don't know anybody, some of the uh, some big, big players in Chicago, let's put it that way. And I knock on the door and they say, who is it? And I said, Dave Ross, I'm a buddy at Tim Doyle's. They said, go home. <laughs> and then, of course, I walked in without Timmy. We had a blast, and everybody was great. What was it, Kendall Gill's party? Yeah, it was not. <laughs> Timmy, I didn't even prep him on that. It was all mall. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yes, this is a challenging game tonight between Toledo and Ohio. Uh, no, Toledo and Eastern Michigan. Uh, yeah, so Eastern Michigan, they actually played Michigan close earlier in the year, yep. and everyone got excited. But this Amani Bates 
uh, guy is interesting because he's still 18 years old and everyone's written him off. Like, if you would have written me off when I was 18, I had made some pretty poor decisions in my lifetime. So, you know, what's really in his future, I, I hope it's not a 30 for 30 like Lenny Cook that mm. I saw. Oh. And this would be the first time I see him live because this was supposed to be like maybe not the next LeBron James, but like the next guy. And now he's at Eastern Michigan. He's a sophomore. They can't win a game. They're 21-point underdogs on the road in a MAC conference game like there's some intrigue here that, like, there's a reason to watch because this kid has the potential to be a superstar. But how many times across how many different sports do we see guys with all this the, the, uh, potential, Marcus Dupree, whoever it was, and that that potential has never materialized? It's a great point. Again, you're getting 21 uh, for Eastern here and that total 165 and a half. So if you want to lay it with Toledo and back the over, do the math there, how many points uh, the Rockets would have to score tonight uh, to get to that number. Timmy, when I just look across the landscape of college basketball, you know, I, I get it why Houston's the, the smallest bo- uh, shot on the board here, six to one. And then you got to get double digits to Purdue's at 10 to one. The Bama's at 10 to one. Who else is good? Like, who else is good enough to cut down the nets? Because we know. Houston's got a calling card. They play defense. They can hang their head on it uh, every single night. Who else really, in your estimation, could beat Houston and cut down the nets here? Yeah, you know, Houston's got an identity. I think when you're going to be handicapped in the tournament, a couple things. you got to look at matchups, right, how things break up. Because I've done Kent State. I did them Friday. I believe Kent State can go to the Final Four. Whoa. Now, if they get Duke early, that's a bad matchup for them. Duke's got a ton of inside players where they don't guard the inside particularly well. But Kent State gave Houston all they could handle. They were up one at Houston with a minute left and went to Gonzaga. It was up four at Gonzaga with three minutes left. So that's a team Kent State out of the MAC conference that I'm looking towards with high hopes. I think matchups, experience, older guys, and then continuity. You know, Stan Heath's got talent on Eastern Michigan. He's got nine transfers. Like, these guys don't know how to play at all together. They don't know how to dance with one another. So if you could find that experienced team, I really think there's going to be something to be said for that. I like that point you just made about Kent really having a good season. Want to go to KU real quick. Lost two in a row. They get blown out at home uh, over the weekend, and then they go to Baylor last night. Really never in a position, even though they took a lead in the second half, Baylor responds with a quick 6-0 run. Uh, what do you make of this Kansas team? To me, the one thing, they've got talent on the perimeter. I love Grady Dick and, of course, uh, Wilson. But they don't have the size inside that we're used to with KU, Tim. You know, Amal, it's actually three in a row, right? They oh, lost to the TCU, they lost to right. Kansas State, and then they lost to Baylor. So yeah. uh, I, I had Baylor last night. It was not a monster play, but, like, Baylor's playing great basketball. You know what I respect about Scott Drew? Go through their schedule. I mean, they played anybody and anywhere. I mean, they played UCLA, they played Gonzaga, they played Iowa State, they played Virginia. You know, go through Duke's schedule. I thought last night going into that game, Duke should have been, even been ranked in the top 25. But because it says Duke on their jersey – but the, the line was telling you everything in that game, right? Uh, Virginia Tech had lost seven straight games. Duke's in the top 25 and Virginia Tech's favorite. Well, of course, they cover by the skin of their teeth. So I think you really got to read within the lines. And whenever I fill out my bracket, I always think the smartest thing to do is look at the spreads. You know, it's not yep. an upset when, it, when the games pick them or, or game one or two. That's not an upset in my eyes. So uh, this year at college basketball, the, the matchup's going to be really important. The reason why I don't like Purdue is last year I had Purdue. <laughs> they run into St. Peter's and they just throw up all over against themselves. I had them too. Yeah, I, t- I tell you one thing. By the <sighs> way, Tim, I went with the two-game losing streak because I couldn't remember if it was three. So technically, my two was correct. <laughs> hey, very quickly, a team that's not on a losing streak, and I want to switch it to the NBA. They've won nine out of ten. The thirty-three and fourteen. 
number one in the West, and you and I played the Nuggets under before the season started. Timmy, do we just burn those tickets now? Are they ever going to lose again? You know, it just reminds me of uh, Animal House. Like, uh, we are leaving. Like, that's what we're doing. We're leaving right now. Like, uh, I feel like we're... We got we have a bad ticket. Uh, what I realized with Denver was regular season completely different than the playoffs. You know, my handicapping at Denver is they're going to struggle to guard and defensively they're towards the bottom ten in the NBA as far as defensive rating. But they're so offensively skilled and Jokic this year, guys, is going to lead the NBA in assists. That's a problem all that I've been looking at is Jokic over assists. Because he's in back of Halliburton by about a half of an assist. Mm. And I bet you he's trying to catch Halliburton. Because, like, what are you going to do for an encore? Like, walk on water, right? We've already seen you <laughs> win two MVPs. What are you going to do for the third year? I'm going to lead the NBA in assists. You know, go take a look at the MVP odds right now. He I, The other day I looked, he was minus 110, Jokic. And I believe his assists, because he's got so many good offensive players around him. If he leads the NBA in assists, that would be the first center. Will Chamberlain, when he wasn't on his back or had someone in a figure four leg lock, right? <laughs> he was dominating the NBA to the point where he was either averaging 50 points, scoring 100 points, or leading the NBA in assists. I think that would be the biggest, like, what do you want from me? I'm so good that I could do whatever I want, whatever I want. Yeah, not only for the two MVPs and what he's been able to do, the assist averaging almost 10 at 9.9, but the, the push that he had on Morris will put him in my all-time top five favorite players. Yeah, you don't, you just don't like Morris. Do you, do you like this, David? No, this, I, I, you know I hate that because back when we did shows together, you'd put your, your leg all the way over your head. I can't touch my toes. But, but by the way, very quickly, you don't have enough time to get into it. Why were you such a bad free throw shooter? Um, because I switched hands. You know that? I switched hands in high school. I shot left-handed into my junior year, and then I switched to right-handed. I write righty. I eat righty. I throw lefty. David, I'm confused, okay? I know this, though. Getting buff, my friends. Get in the gym. You're starting to get a dad bod, right? Get the gym. Timmy's on the call tonight. Eastern Michigan and Toledo. Don't eat the buffet. Tim, have a great call tonight. The gun show is out, America. We're back with more big bets next on Beeson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans with conference championships this weekend, it's time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet River Squares this football season. Place a $10 bet or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying, uh, uh, restrictions rather on qualifying wagers, eligible uh, bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and condition available at BetRiverSquares.com. Back alongside Mo Shaw, Dave Ross here. Let's talk some more NFL news and notes. And again, this is the time of the year. Once teams get knocked out, we see all these interview processes going on. Dan Quinn looks like he's going to be up now, not just for the Broncos job, but also is going to be interviewing in Arizona. But how about this news, Bill O'Brien? will be returning to the Patriots, agreeing to a deal to become the new offensive coordinator, which, again, would be same as the old offensive coordinator as he comes back. He spent the last two years at, at Alabama under Nick Saban. What about that domino effect? We know that Nick, he gets really good ones, like whether it's Elaine Kiffin or he, he seems to find those guys like a Bill O'Brien. Once they get fired, he brings them back. The offense never seems to miss a beat, and then these guys get uh, recirculated, and he's going back to to the hoodie and Bill Belichick. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people think some of them are good. The reality of it is, I know a lot of Alabama fans are more than happy to help Bill O'Brien pack. Uh, you know, st- Texas got stuck with one that they thought was good. How's the Sark doing, by the way? Mm. And that's the thing. So him going back to the Patriots, you think this is addition by subtraction for Nick Saban? I do. Um, you know. At least if you look at it from a perspective of Crimson Tide fans, I mean, they were all more than happy to get rid of Bill O'Brien and Pete Golding, uh, Pete Golding moving on as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in New England. I know the offense can't be any worse. I what? think it'll be better with him instead of Matt Patricia. Right. It feels like that this could be a, a, a winnable situation if, you know, you're, you're down on O'Brien down there in Tuscaloosa. You know, you talk about it a lot, say, with Alex Grinch at SC as their D coordinator. How much do you, stock do you put into some of the futures markets when you look at the coordinators? I, I don't. Um, you, know, you just look at that coach. Yeah, because the teams – look, Nick Saban's had so much turnover at coordinators. Nothing's really changed in Tuscaloosa, right? They lose two games by a combined four points. Uh, not really much of a drop-off there. So 
to me, it's it's been uh, just kind of status quo with him in charge. You didn't think he did a good job, O'Brien, as the OC down I thought there? he was fine. I thought um, at times there was a situation where they didn't run the ball enough. I thought Gibbs was tremendous. I, I thought he's a guy that could have had a, a tremendous year, and he had a pretty good year, but I thought they could have utilized him a little bit more. They had a, a plethora of weapons. Um, I, I just didn't think they necessarily made great use of him at times. All right, so we'll see what Nick Saban does to fill that spot. But, again, the domino effect there with Bill O'Brien going to the Patriots to agree to be the OC again, once again, in New England. That'll be interesting to see the quarterback situation there and how that works up because, again, we remember where Bill O'Brien came from and where the current quarterback is in New England, so maybe that's why that might be a symbiotic relationship there. The Panthers are interviewing Kellen Moore for their new uh, head coaching position. Again, there's going to be a lot of these things being floated out there. I know as a Cowboy backer, if Kellen Moore comes back or does not, it does not change my equation uh, really of how I view that offense because I think Mike McCarthy actually did a better job reining in Kellamore when they had success, they were able to run the ball and when they didn't, they were not able to move the football. Yeah, I would agree with you. And one thing I don't understand is how do they determine who's a hot coordinator, who's not? Because to me, the coordinator I'd want to interview out of Dallas is Dan Quinn. Right. Uh, to me, I thought the way the defense performed was far better than, excuse me, what we saw out of the offense. Um, I don't know. Kellen Moore, really? I doesn't move it for me either. But again, Dan Quinn, by the way, is up right now for two potential jobs. So I think the Cowboys have to start Which, thinking about Arizona. He's yeah. going to be uh, interviewing there. And he's also already, I don't know if he's already conducted the interview with the Broncos. But remember, the Broncos were hot on his tail last year until they settled on Nathaniel Hackett. And I think they settled on Hackett thinking Aaron Rodgers was coming. That was yeah. kind of that whole package deal. And then that fell through. And we saw what happened this year with Russell Wilson. Dan Quinn, I would be stunned if he's not a head coach, but the trend in the NFL is not to hire defensive guys. It is to hire the Kellen Moores of the world and look for that next young, hot OC and head coach in waiting. You know, for 18 weeks of the regular season and the first weekend of the playoffs, we get enamored by offense. And then when you get down to it, it's the defenses that are winning championships. You know, the one thing that got overlooked in Philadelphia's performance over the weekend was their defense. Yes. Right? They gave up a score. You know, it's almost impossible to shut a team out. I think you need a tight, low-scoring game to actually shut out a team. Like, if you're winning 10 nothing or something like that. If you've got a one-sided game like Philly had, it, the engagement is just not the same. Think about it as a fan. You're not watching the game. If you bet the Giants, you're not watching it. You're not hoping for a comeback. If you bet the Eagles, you're watching it because you're just waiting for how long it's going to take before you can cash your ticket. Um, but you knew the game was over. So I think the Eagles deserve a ton of credit. I thought the Bengals' defense was terrific. The San Francisco defense was outstanding. Uh, Kansas City's defense played well. So I don't think you can overlook defense. And I think in a league where everybody's so enamored with offense, I think going the defensive route is not a bad move. Preach. I'm 100% in that camp as well. And again, we just talked about it. All four unders hit last week. Yeah. It, that, that Cowboy Niner game, no matter which side you're on, that was great football to watch just from a strategic standpoint and defense, the way those defenses played, the way the Eagles defenses played. i got to give Jeremy Gannon a lot of credit as a young D.C. there. And nobody's talking about Jeremy Gannon as a head coach, but they're talking about Moore's and Like Steve Wilkes at Carolina, I thought he did a really good job taking over from Matt Rule. I don't yeah. know if he's the, the long-term guy there, but their defense got fixed. That's, that was a one change, and they ran the ball. So, you know, I was told years ago after the Mexico City Monday night game with the Rams – and the Chiefs, and the, what, the game was in the 50s. Remember that one? Yep. That defense is wasn't, dead. Wasn't that game in Los Angeles? Oh, we're supposed to be in Mexico City, and then they, I think they had to move it back. LA, right? yeah. But, like, it was, it was one of those deals where everybody's like, well, this is the way football is going to be played now. No, 
it's what's old is new again, and defenses are still in vogue, and I'm with you. To me, I'd be looking at those defense coordinators out there, the D'Amico Ryans of the world, the, the Dan Quinns of the world. Those are the guys I'd be looking to try to resurrect, you know, my teams if I've really been struggling to figure out how to win. Offenses can be flashy, but even the Chiefs, you know, they had, what, Bob Sutton was there as a D.C.? That didn't work out. They had to go get somebody like a Spags to, to bring in there who's got Super Bowl pedigree to try to at least get this defense to be workable, and I think that's what you're seeing right now with Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely, and to me, the one thing when you look at it, um, I think that this team can be really dangerous and improved in terms of Arizona if they bring in a guy who focuses in on defense instead of offense. You already tried it, didn't work out, so I think Dan Quinn's a guy, you talked about it from a defensive standpoint, some of these matchups. The other thing for me is that when you look at offense, you're bringing in an offensive guy. Think about a team outside of San Francisco where they've been able to plug in quarterbacks, right? Trey Lance started the first game of the year. They lose. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo plays after the injury. Garoppolo gets injured. They bring in Brock Purdy. They're fine. But they've got elite-level talent. Right. Off, uh, offensive line, Kittle, um, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, all those things Trent are great. Williams. Trent Williams. Yeah, that, exactly. And so – the one thing that I, I would say, though, is defense is easier to fix because which teams are truly successful in the NFL without a great or an elite quarterback? When you look at these teams in terms of record, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Buffalo, um, I don't know how the hell Minnesota finished 13-4, and four, but we saw that performance <laughs> in the playoffs. Cincinnati, the Chargers. You can say whatever you want about Lamar, but Lamar makes plays for his team, right? Like, they're, they're effective. You've got teams that have quarterbacks that have been high draft picks that have had an impact on the majority of teams that are uh, high, highly ranked or rated. And I think you need a quarterback. If you don't have that, bringing in Kellen Moore is not going to make a difference. 100%. And again, for Cowboy backers like myself, if you remember, Dan Quinn's been there two years. When he took it over, the defense was a sieve. Yeah. They couldn't stop anybody, and he turned it around year one. That's what Dan Quinn did. And why have the Cowboys had back-to-back 12-win seasons? A large part of that is the staff that Mike McCarthy put together with Dan Quinn. And I remember all the jokes. Oh, you want the guy that just got fired in Atlanta? Yeah, because I know he can coach defense. So there are guys out there like Cliff Kingsbury. You can say what you want about Cliff, and, and I don't think he was particularly a good head coach in Arizona. He'll be an OC again when he wants to because he knows offensive football. Does that mean he's a great head coach? No. But does he know one side of the ball? Yes. I think potentially yes. So you've got to look at certain coaches out there and realize they normally come from a system. Yep. Whether it's going to be Steve Wilkes with defense, right? Even if Vic Fangio didn't work out in Denver, but the defense was good in Denver. So I look to those head coaches and say, if this is what you hang your hat on, are you good at that? Dan Quinn is damn good at coaching defense. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at the way this Cowboys defense has performed all year long. For me, I think it comes down to, um, you know, who, who are you going to take in and what can they do with the talent that you already have? Very quickly, if you if Dan Quinn's the head coach of the Broncos next year, what's that win total? Like, how much does that change the the uh, the status if he is well, in fact the guy? I tell you what, with Denver, real quick though, I wouldn't bring him in. Okay, uh, because I want somebody that can bring Russell Wilson back to life. Mm. Because the defense has been fine, right? I mean, that defense this year during the regular season was as good as anybody. I mean, they're winning Ooh. games by barely scoring. That's a great point. So you might need to go offense just to fix yeah. Russell Wilson very quickly. Before we go, a pro tip for hour number two, maybe correlated plays, say, in the NFC title game here. If you think it's low scoring, you're probably leaning towards the Niners and taking the points and or money line. If you think it's going to be high scoring, you might look, want to look at the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly, as they say in the city of Brotherly Shove, if Jalen Hurts can go to his big play receivers and open this game up. I want to thank Frank Schwab, Tim Doyle, for joining us here on this edition of Big Bets here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.